You are Locked On Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Pac-12. There's no better place to get all of your Pac-12 conference news than the Locked On Pac-12 podcast, hosted by your girl, Cindy Robinson. Follow the Locked On Pac-12 podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Today, we are going headfirst into the Olympics talk, okay? That's all anybody's talking about right now. There's a lot of controversy going on with the Olympics, but we're going to talk to you about uh, Pac-12 Olympic athletes to look out for this um, come Tokyo 2020 this summer and all the controversy surrounding track and field mainly. So yeah, joining me now is Brian Brown from Locked On Youths. Brian, how are you doing today? We were talking about it before, like this is what I look forward to in the week right now because there's just so much going on out there and i love getting together with you and talking and chatting about the pac-12 and it's it's becoming year round now like we got everything we got olympics going on so that's dope i'm excited i'm excited too okay so brian i don't know if you have been keeping up with all the controversy going on with the olympics or the olympic trials we'll say trying to you know get the teams together mainly for me i've been keeping up with the drama on the track and field side because most of my timeline consists of former track and field athletes and now people who think they know track and field. So (laughs) um, there's been some differing opinions about everything that's gone on. And for those that don't know, that doesn't have to do with the Pac-12 athlete per se, but you know, we're going to get into that later. So we're just talking about the Olympics for now. Shakari Richardson out of LSU is, I would say one of the most exciting athletes to watch, but um, unfortunately, she will not be competing at the Olympics after winning the Olympic trials and setting a crazy time of 1060, running a crazy time of 1063. She is now disqualified from competing at the Olympics because of a drug test that she took and they basically suspended her for a month her suspension started like it started either way she started her her suspension and technically the suspension would have been up by the time the her first event would have been you know excited to run but they disqualified her from disqualified her from competing in the 100 meters and then she still had a chance somehow to make the relay pool But when they chose the relay situation, they decided not to include her. So she will not be competing at all at the Olympic trials. It's had a lot of people up in arms. Um, A lot of people are bringing up the whole racism situation. As a black woman myself that ran track, okay, the rules are the rules. Now, we all can have our opinions about if we should be considered a banned substance or not that is what she tested positive for weed and she i would say dealt with it graciously graciously initially like she did her interview she owned up to her faults in the situation but um it is what it is you know like we can all be upset and be like let her run 
here's where I had the issue. I had the issue with the idea that they were going to allow her to run the relay and not her individual race. I feel like if you're not going to let her run, don't let her run. If you're going to let her run, let her run. You know what I mean? Like just make it simple and as that. I feel like you're playing with fire trying to choose one and not the other because then make it make sense as to why she's allowed to do one and not the other. Um, we as athletes, especially track and field athletes, know it's a big deal about that banned substance list, like a huge deal. And when you are in the position that Shakari is, random drug testing doesn't exist. It's you're going to be drug tested. Like they call it random, but you're going to be drug tested. And when you're competing at that high level, they test you right after the race, especially when you win first, second and third. And then after that, you'll randomly the random you can randomly be chosen but first second third is you're going to get tested so i understand she went through a grieving process and i will never tell anybody how to grieve but if you were going for something as high as the olympics and you knew that was your goal you know what you have to give up you know the consequences if caught and so i'm glad she owned up to it and said she knew what she was doing and you know it is what it is it's unfortunate because I definitely think she has an amazing career ahead of her. Um, Tokyo Olympics, she would have killed it. I definitely think she would have represented the U.S. well and gave Shelly Ann Frazier out of Jamaica a run for her money. But I do not think that is a reason to boycott the Olympics. And I do think that every year there's something that has people up in arms to want to do this, boycott the Olympics. Um, last Olympics in Rio, it was the Zika virus. And I actually interned for the Brazil Olympics and Zika was not an issue like that. Like I spent two months there prior to the Olympics starting and through the Olympics. Zika was not an issue, but the U.S. raised a lot of issues and concerns as far as the safety of athletes for the health perspective and the way, you know, the stigma around Brazil and how dangerous it can be. All of that to say, like it. Sometimes we go a little extreme with protests and stuff like that because at the end of the day, that was just a rule. Black, white, Asian, whatever, it's it's a rule, you know? Sorry I didn't took over the whole segment, but Brian, do you have any thoughts on the situation and will you be tuning into the Olympics? No, I, I think that's the important part about this is to get your perspective and your background. This is the experience that you bring to the podcast is knowing this. And I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of aspects of what you said that that needed to be said as athletes we always know what the rules are it doesn't matter what your race religion sex uh, orientation any of that kind of thing is we're all told the rules on the same level but we're also all human and so i think that's the frustration right and i think the bigger part about it is it's 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 so unfortunate that this had to happen in order to expose how terrible and outdated and antiquated these rules are and look, we're not that far from this happening to a Pac-12 athlete. I promise it's going to happen at some point and everybody's going to do the same flip out. So why can't we be more progressive about these kinds of things and get ahead of it? And, and you're absolutely right about the whole uh, we have to protest. We have to cancel. Well, I can't shop at Target anymore because they sell a candy I don't like. That's garbage. This is life. You have to you have to be a part of society. We all signed the contract when we showed up. Um, so stop honestly there are ways to go about change other than protest it's and, and look we've been protesting for years and we still aren't seeing the kind of change that we need to have on so many issues including the race and the drug issue in sports and sports so what yeah. is protesting gonna do 
know? Yeah, and to be fair, you know, the thought was, oh, protests in solidarity with black athletes and support them. But you got to think about the black athletes that are competing. And it's not fair to ask them to not show up and compete for something that they've been training for essentially all their lives, but for sure in the last four or five years, you know? So um, let's be mindful of what it takes to make it to this level. And, you know, Shakari will continue on and have a great uh, career. She's going to do great things next year. I'm sure she'll kill worlds and, you know, make that team no issue. She'll do great in the Diamond League series. If you are so into track, and this is my last statement before we, uh, you know, move on. If you're so into track, do not only get hype about it when the Olympics come around. Track and field is something that is ran every year. Certain events aren't as big as the others, but there's something to watch every year. So if you're that interested, check out Worlds next year. Check out the Diamond League. Keep up with that and show me that you're really that interested because I know it. I've seen it time and time again. It's really only around the time the Olympics come around and everybody's an expert all of a sudden. And that's the epitome of the internet, right? Like we all want to tell everyone how smart we are and and all these kinds of things. Like if you really want to do something different, go follow those athletes on Twitter. Go follow them on Instagram. Blow them up when they do things all across. You know, like Sydney McLaughlin somebody that I've followed for forever. Yes. He's amazing. Yes. So that's the kind of athlete we should be supporting and, and, and empowering um, and not just every four years. You know, she does a lot of good stuff. You yes. Know, you know, times around. So I, I think that's – one of these kind of effects of the internet where everybody just wants to shake their fist and yell. And it's like, hey, go be positive in supporting people. Cheer them on. Support their endeavors. Do those kinds of things. Go read. Uh, I forget what magazine cover Sydney was just on, but go read it. Go buy one. You know, do that kind of stuff to, to encourage more positive that way because you're never going to take down the Olympics. COVID tried. Even COVID couldn't get it down, right? That's a fact. They just delayed it and kept it pushing for the next year. So, yes, I agree with Brian. There's so many athletes you can support, so many black athletes. But the beauty of the Olympics is that it's a diversity thing, right? There are some unfair practices, I'm sure, but that's in everything, and that's not anything we're going to change overnight. But at the end of the day, Olympics is all about diversity. It's a bunch of different countries coming together to compete against each other. So with that being said, we're going to dive into Pac-12 athletes competing into the Olympics coming up next. But before that, let me tell you where you can go bet on the Olympics at this summer. If you're looking to get in on some betting action, betonline.ag is the place for you. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, so Brian, the exciting part about the Olympics is seeing how many Pac-12 athletes will actually be competing um, and made it to a team. These aren't all U.S. teams, but at the end of the day, they will be at the Olympics competing, and that's exciting. Um, Just as, honestly, if you're an athlete or a competitor in any way, you'll understand how great it is to make it to that stage. Like, for a lot of people, like football players, Um, basketball players making it to the league is their ultimate goal right but being an olympian is the ultimate goal for a lot of these athletes in gymnastics track and field um rowing things like that this is the highest stage for them and i and i will say basketball players still appreciate the olympics as well but they have you know nba playoffs every year to get excited about and stuff like that and that's a, a world known thing like you know everyone tunes in for that and it's so exciting, but the Olympics is just a different level. It is, and I think some of it is just the fact that it only comes around every four years, and that's super exciting. I make the same argument with football. You only get 12 games out of the year, and so each game carries that much more weight. And so the the, the, str- the stretch that you go on waiting for it, anticipating it, training it, uh, I think that makes it that much more exciting. And, and part of the reason we wanted to talk about the Olympics in the beginning is because of a number of Pac-12 athletes that compete in all these competitions. It's so big, Cindy, that if the Pac-12 conference was a country, it would have finished fifth overall in the medal count behind Russia and fourth in gold medals after Great Britain and China. That's insane. The Pac-12 is a country of athletes. What do I tell y'all all the time? Stop sleeping on the Pac-12, period. That's all I got to say. You, you got to stop. You got to realize there's athletes in all sports here. We take, we get it done, basically. That's all I got to say. So let's dive in and break down a little bit about, I, we won't go into names just yet. We'll go into like, you know, how many athletes from each school and what you can expect or whatever. So Arizona has 14 total Olympians competing at the Olympics, five of which will will be representing the U.S., and then they'll have two coaches slash advisors from the Arizona. Like, either they went to Arizona or uh, currently coached there, whatever the case may be. I know Steve Kerr is one of the one of the options on there. He'll be coaching, uh, assistant coaching on the basketball team. So... That's cool. 14 is a, is a good amount. And I think the lowest the lowest is probably, oh, Washington State with two. Um, we have two Olympians. They will be competing for Australia. It's Aaron Baines and Brock Modem. I actually went to school with Brock. He was the same years as me. And a cool, cool dude, cool dude. So, um, and I, oh, and I got to see them compete last Olympics because, I like I said, I, I interned out there and I went and saw – U.S. versus Australia. So I actually saw Clay play against Brock and Aaron. (laughs) Although uh, the U.S. was trying to play around. They weren't coming through like they needed to in basketball. I was a little disappointed. But moving on, ASU has 20 total Olympians competing and four will be representing the U.S. And they have one coach slash, slash advisor in the mix. Cal blew me away. I was not expecting Cal to have 41 Olympians. 41 that is amazing. So then they have six coaches slash advisors, and then 22 of those 41 will be representing the U.S. So Cal fans, make sure you're tuning in and supporting your, your fellow Bear 
either alum or current students. It's a mixture, y'all. Um, Colorado has four Olympians. They'll all be repping the U.S. Oregon has 18. 11 of them will be repping the U.S. Oregon State has four with one coach slash advisor. And then one of those four will be representing the U.S. Stanford. By far the most out of all the Pac-12 schools with 56 Olympians, two coaches slash advisors, and 38 of those Olympians repping the U.S. I was shocked, but then Brian had no shock at all. You want to tell the people why, Brian? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Stanford fields more Olympic athletes or Olympic sports than any other program in the Pac-12, and, and some of it is just that deep Stanford money uh, that they got hanging in back in that endowment that's you know back there like a dump truck full of cash um but they have a, a total weird variety of programs like they have a fencing program at stanford you know what i mean and that's one of those things like i don't know about uh, washington state but utah definitely didn't have a fencing program other than the ones where it was like student athletes putting up fences around the events you know so, i'm done that a, no that we definitely <laughs> We definitely didn't have fencing. Um, schools like Stanford and UCLA have a lot of what we would consider like extracurricular type sports that a lot of times we'll only see in like intramural sports at our smaller schools. So I don't even know who they compete against because it's only so many schools with that other option as well. Uh, but very interesting. Yes, 56 Olympians. UCLA follow, following behind Stanford has 41 Olympians. Five coaches slash advisors that will be, you know, part of those teams. And then 23 of those Olympians will be repping the U.S. out of UCLA. And UCLA is another school with all those Olympic sports, gymnastics, um, you know, all types of crazy. Gymnastics is huge at UCLA. We know that for a fact. And not every Pac-12 school has a gymnastics team. I know Washington State did not, unfortunately. I feel like that it's a lot of Title IX stuff, too, that has a lot to do with it because... Um, certain teams got taken away to make sure that it's even amongst both men and women. What are men and women considered sports? A lot of stuff. Um, USC with 54 Olympians. Another one that, okay, I will say I was a little shocked at USC too, but I forget they have like rowing and diving that they're really huge. And those teams are really good at those sports. So um, 54 Olympians, 17 of them repping USC. What is that one? Oh, water polo, too. They have water. That was a big deal at USC. They had water polo. So, yeah. yeah. I was like, wait, this <laughs> yeah, is the thing? Is I was like, wait, this is the thing for real? Like, you know, I feel like that's like an East Coast sport more so, right? Like, you hear of that in, like, Ivy Leagues and stuff like that. You don't really hear that a lot in the Pac-12. So, I was shocked. I don't even know. I'm trying to think what other schools have water polo. Uh, not a lot. I think Cal has a water polo team, Stanford, some of those more swimming intensive programs where it's, it, it's a really big deal. And we see a lot of Olympic athletes going there uh, to train in between uh, gotcha. you know, the four year stretches. But uh, I know that the USC water polo program is legit because when I was a kid, my dad took me to a uh, recruiting event there and I saw more money, actual money there than I'd ever seen in my life before. And that, I believe that was it. Way long time ago. So I believe it. Utah has nine Olympians with six rep in the U.S. UW has 32 Olympians, one coach slash advisor, and 10 of those Olympians repping the U.S. And then I already told you about Washington State. So that's exciting. I, I hope that they do well, even if they're not all repping the U.S. You know, 
I think that's really cool. A great representation of Pac-12, um, how great the athletes are here, how well they like to compete. You know, I think they're going to represent our conference well. And you already know what the conference is called. Conference of Champions, duh. So it should it really should be no surprise that there's this many Olympians out of the Pac-12. I'm excited for Olympics to start. It's so difficult to keep up with watching them because they come on at all times of night. But I'm so used to, like, I'll stay up and watch them late. I'll wake up early, whatever the case may be. I love it. So coming up next, Brian and I will just talk about what we're looking forward to the most out of Olympics and maybe a little game or two about who we think would make good Olympic athletes out of other sports that aren't considered Olympic sports. If you're looking for the best tasting protein bar out there, Built Bar is the one for you. Built Bar comes in nine delicious flavors, a little something for everybody from coconut to coconut almond. If you're more into the fruity flavors, they have cherry and raspberry. And then obviously for our chocolate lovers, they have mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate and salted caramel. Literally something for everyone. I'm more of a salted caramel type. The best part about Bill Bar is that it's healthy. That's right, tasty and healthy. Each bar has about 17 to 18 grams of protein, low in calories, low in sugar, and low in carbs. That's nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. All right, I need to tell you what I'm most excited for about the Olympics. I think it's obvious because I'm a track and field athlete, and this is just like our big stage. This is a time when track and field shines. Um, Competition during the Olympics is always so crazy. Like, you really never know what can happen. Like, I know we assume out of, you know, just paying attention to the times and, you know, marks, who's going to win, right? Usain Bolt type of stuff. That was obvious. We always knew he was going to win. But it gets exciting when you have to factor in things like everything has to be perfect. The start has to be perfect. Um, You have to have every moment of your race absolutely perfect. And we've seen some upsets. Like in Rio, I was actually at the race when Allison Felix lost. And it was such a dramatic finish because her competitor that actually won fell like you know did the lean basically and there's so many thoughts and theories about how you should finish a race um a lot of people are with the run straight through it so it's like you're not stopping your speed other people like the lean when you feel like everybody is you know next to you and it's it's gonna be a close race let me lean and just get that little extra oomph mind you it's chest which it's whoever's chest crosses the line first that it's not the head it's not like a horse you know it's not like horse racing it's Your chest has to cross the line first. So it's whoever's chest. Um, But I'm excited about track and field. I'm not going to lie. I'm also excited about um, gymnastics. I got to see Simone Biles compete in Rio. And it was probably one of the most amazing things ever. So I'm super excited to see that again this season. Uh, I mean, this, this year. I'm hoping that she pulls off another, like, amazing 
um, move. You know, she did the one, it's like a double Yurchenko or something like that, that is unknown, basically. Like, people don't do it, and people also didn't really want to give her her credit, the judges. Anyways, I hope that doesn't happen in the Olympics because, you know, got to go up against the Russians and whoever else that are you are, are known for being good in gymnastics. So, wishing the U.S. team good luck obviously across the board but like those ones those events i'm really excited for so what about you brian i can't be a representative of locked on youths and not mention gymnastics second only to football in the state here the red rocks gymnastics team at utah is it's like a uh, mobile force that just takes over everything in fact I got into a brief discussion with Gymnastics Twitter that I never want to get into again uh, over Simone Biles and, and everything like that. So that's one that I'll be watching. Utah's Michaela Skinner will be competing. Uh, uh, and that's an exciting thing for the University of Utah, a program that doesn't really have uh, a ton of Olympic athletes. I think swimming is always fun to watch. And then, you know, it's the Olympics. I wish they did it more often, but I love track and field. I love the decathlon. I love javelin. I love the shot put, all those things where, uh, you know, big people like me have a chance to compete and actually show value because uh, we're not fast like you. <laughs> I wasn't Olympic fast. Don't get it twisted. I was not Olympic fast, okay? Like, that just was not if a thing. If you're not Olympic fast, then I've got to be, like, not even high school fast. Oh, my God. So. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So, Brian, I want to know, who would you choose to compete in the Olympics and what sport if they were an Olympic athlete. And obviously we're going to pull from football players, maybe some basketball players too, but we're going to put them in different sports than what you would typically think they would be in. Do you know, you know that, uh, is it the Copenhagen complex where it's like your captor becomes the person that you love the most or you fall in love with? I can't remember whatever it is, but I think that's kind of my relationship with Kayvon Thibodeau right now, <laughs> where like as a former offensive lineman, I just feel like, scared and frightened because he's so good at what he does and so like i'm kind of obsessed with him <laughs> he's big i'd love to see him compete in the decathlon i mean he's enormous he's an incredible athlete we've seen him do backflips standing backflips before you know it, that's an amazing athleticism but how fun would it be to see him go like try and pole vault throw the javelin shot put sprinting hurdles all that kind of stuff i think that would be a blast uh, another one that I was thinking about, uh, he's and it fits perfectly because he's a Trojan or was a Trojan. Evan Mobley, I think, yeah, flash, fight on, right? Fight on. I was throwing up the peas. Fight on, y'all. <laughs> Evan Mobley, I think, is a guy that would be really fun to see compete in water polo because I assume okay. he's tall enough to stand in the deep end. Yeah. And swat all the shots out. He could be the goalie. I don't know. Maybe. That's fun. That's fun. I, I can see that. Okay. Okay. Um, we also said... DTR out of UCLA, Dorian Thompson Robinson, um, javelin throw. Do you think his arm is good enough for a javelin throw? I, I've seen him throw a football. So if okay. he throw a football quarter mile, I bet he could throw a javelin too. Okay. Okay. Maybe a little bit of maybe a little bit of modification on the technique, but I mean he's a big athlete too. He's a big strong guy. He's another guy that could probably do like hurdles or decathlete or anything like that too. That's the crazy part about football players, I think, is is a lot of them are just these incredible athletes, and there's so many of them out there. But uh, 
Maybe uh, I, who knows? Maybe wrestling. Maybe we get Abe Lucas. Out. I was gonna say that. I was gonna. That's exactly the one I was gonna say. I was gonna throw in Abe Lucas, and I know initially I said, "Oh, throw him in like shot put or hammer or something like that." But no, there's Olympic weightlifting. There's wrestling. I think he would be great in either one of those. And I honestly, a lot of these football players are super talented athletes. Um, we actually seen he wasn't a Pac-12 athlete, but Marquise Goodwin. Um, a compete to try to make an Olympic team this year. He plays in the NFL now. I had a friend, former teammate of mine, Joshua Anderson. If you know anything about Pac-12 sports, you know his name. He went to Taft High School in California and then competed at Washington State initially, his freshman and sophomore year, on the football team and track and field team. And although the football team kind of was, you know, a little rough, he still was an NCAA champion his freshman year in the 400 hurdles, Pac-12 champion, all that good stuff. And, I mean, if you if you don't know about him, go look him up. He's actually a coach now at UW for track and field, and he's helping the hurdlers and sprinters, all of that over there flourish. So even though he's in enemy, enemy territory now, still got love for Jesh. So I think at this point we're just counting down the days to the Olympic start. I'm excited to see the full uniforms in the opening ceremony. Um, and yeah, any last thoughts, Brian? It's going to be exciting, and I think it's it's perfect time this year uh, in July. It's going to get really busy for us because football will be starting. The Olympics will be going on. Ted Lasso will be dropping. <laughs> uh, I'm just a little bit obsessed with that one, so I'm excited about that. And before we know it, football season is going to be here, so it'll be a fun stretch run for us both here on the podcast and just as overall sports fans. And I'm excited. Well, more than anything, I'm excited to hear all your the heat and the fire that you're about to drop over the track and field events. Look, it gets crazy, okay? It gets crazy. I get hyped. Me and my mom are like, like she really got me into watching the Olympics when I was younger. Um, she ran track as well. So, like, we're just all in and we don't miss. And if we miss anything, we're, like, watching the replay the next day. But, like, yeah, we are, we're all in. We'll be texting a lot throughout this time and checking it out. My grandma's really big into tennis, so she'll be checking that out. Um, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be a good time. It's a fun time. I think if you don't watch the Olympics or you have reservations about it for whatever reason, like don't do yourself a disservice in that way. This is a great sporting event that only happens every four years. Like just get with it. You know, things aren't always going to be what we like to see, but it could be a lot worse. Trust me. So, um, if you're, you know, we were just speaking about football, you know, on the Locked On Today podcast, they're discussing why one NFL playmaker wants out of New England. And if you're keeping up with it, you will know that it is a former Pac-12 player. Uh, get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. You can also follow Locked On Pack 12 and Locked On Utes on the Odyssey app as well. And then follow along on Twitter at LO underscore Pack 12 and at Brown Bear SLC. Again, you already know Brian's takes all over the place, but he's going to get into this Olympic talk soon. So, you know, Olympic talk, football talk is going to be all flying out of there. So make sure you guys check it out and make sure you stay locked on Pack 12 on the Locked On Network.